thank you for downloading this in-ear entertainment podcast. You're listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets. Sonnet 148. Oh me, what eyes hath love put in my head which have no correspondence with true sight? Or, if they have, where is my judgment fled that censures falsely what they see or write? If that were, if that be fair whereon my false eyes dote, what means the world to say it is not so? If it be not, then love doth well denote, love's eye is not so true as all men's know. How can it? Oh, how can love's eye be true, that is so vexed with watching and with tears? No marvel then, though I mistake my view, the sun itself sees not till heaven clears. O cunning love, with tears thou keep'st me blind, lest eyes, well seeing, thy fouler faults should find. That was Sonnet 148 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I am Mark Chasley, and I am joined, as always, by a ponderful... <laughs> Jerry Hillis. That's I'm, a new one. I'm now making <laughs> words up. That's that's. This might have gone on too long now. Should we just stop? Stop like five away from the end. Oh, that would be depressing. <laughs> There's probably one dedicated listener who would just get and go. What? No, <laughs> I have to complete them. Just, we have one listener with OCD just going. Oh God, I I I have to do the others now. This has to be complete. <laughs> I have to pretend to be Mark Antieri. That should be fun for them. You you don't want to get inside my mind. It's creepy. I yeah. Most people's minds are probably creepy. Yeah. I, I yeah, I think that's probably true. I don't think I'd want to be in your mind. No one wants to be in my mind. <laughs> my mind. My mind. That's my mind. That's it's, its good... name. My mind is called my mind. <laughs> that that's a good name for it. I, I approve. Ah, Sonnet one four eight. What do you uh think about one four eight? Apparently it's one of a group of four in which he goes on about the fever. Really? So okay. Apparently it's one four seven through one five oh is is all about the the maddening fever. Which I don't really see any feverness in this one. No. No. I guess he's still going on a bit about the I mean what eyes hath love put in my head. It's all still a bit Love is still screwing with my reason. Yeah. But he doesn't name fever as such. No, which is, yeah, that's why but I then, find that quite hard to believe. I mean, I can kind of see just through his descriptions. <clears throat> if you have a fever, it's very hard to. I mean, you can have um, feverish hallucinations. That is true. You can. And, and I mean, usually, even if you don't, but I mean, it's not a normal flu will usually not get you to see ghosts. But your vision is always going to be impaired, and then it's well, especially with bright light, it's going to be painful to look at. Yeah, yeah, that I, I suppose, yeah, that does make sense. I think it's quite a tenuous link, though, for a just because it follows a sonnet about fevers to yeah. Try shoehorn it in 
if if I I kind of saw this because it's talking about eyes again, linking back to what I was saying in the previous podcast about the the eyes deceiving him, and so in this it's saying what eyes have love put in my head with which have no correspondence with true sight. So the idea that the dark lady is ugly, but he now doesn't see her as ugly. The fe- I guess the fever has taken hold. He has given into it and now sees her as beautiful and something he should love, but he knows that isn't the real world. Yeah. He's now in the Matrix. <laughs> he has swallowed the... Oh, God, I can never remember this. The red pill? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. It's red or blue. I don't think it matters. Mm. He's, he's swallowed the pill to stay in the Matrix and not get sucked into the mirror. <laughs> <gasps> it's very oh. Alice in Wonderland. It was, yeah. It, that whole scene was a bit, yeah, through the looking glass. I think I'm sure that's what they were going for. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I, the eye thing I find quite interesting. I mean, those first four lines I think are lovely. And then, uh, so once we got the, which have no correspondence with true sight, or if they have, where is my judgment fled that censures falsely what they see aright? So uh, it's basically. You are ugly, and either my eyes are lying to me, or my own judgment is wrong. <laughs> yeah. Which is quite a weird state to be in. Yeah, it's quite a, it's quite a horrible thing. Again, these are sonnets that you would never read to her. It's basically no. going, I think you're beautiful, but that's because love's messed about with my eyesight, or my judgment's wrong. Hmm. I see colours, but it's because I'm on LSD. <laughs> Just... <laughs> this is this is Shakespeare's hallucinatory drugs phase. Is that what you're saying? He had his own. Pretty, pretty much. He made his own. He prob- I can't. I'm not saying all artists do drugs. I don't, but it. <clears throat> and I knew, know quite a few who don't, but it's a very very widespread drug use amongst artists casual kind of I think there's probably a fairly widespread drug use across all of the the entire population yeah yeah but far more than than anyone really knows about yeah probably well I mean was it Colorado who legalized um, marijuana at the beginning of the year has got a billion in taxes since. Yeah, yeah. Out of I think they've been able 2. to point three or three billion, including the medical marijuana. Yeah, and and they've been able to bolster their medical program, their schooling programs. I mean, that money's being put to very good use. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a drop in the ocean compared to the hundreds of billions of budget that they have, but it's still. Money that they didn't have before, yeah, and and yeah, they are as you say, they are actually putting it to good use. It's not going to pay the um, governor's wages. Ah, <laughs> uh, I want a salary that's a couple of million. Uh, I, I don't think I do. Really? No, I'm of the opinion that there should be a legally there should be a maximum. Wage, <laughs> yes, and and 
Yeah, how, how can one person be... Have you frozen now? One? No, I'm here. I think Mark is gone. Boop, 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 boop. You've frozen, though. Yeah. See? Accusing me of freezing and then you go and freeze. Hello. Hello. Sorry, that was me. My connection dropped. It was you. I know. You went, have you frozen? Uh, And then you froze. It was very rude. Yeah. Well, your screen had already frozen then. Well, that's... Still blaming you. Still yeah, it was, it was my connection. <clears throat> you, you, you ruin everything. I do. It's, what were you it's talking fine. about? Um, I, um, I'm legal of the maximum. opinion that um, th- there should be <clears throat> a legal maximum to how much anyone can earn. And, and say, in, well, in this case, we, we have the PM. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Republican as well, in the sense that I am 100% against any kind of monarchy. Okay. And and but say in this case the PM the PM earns hundred and fifty grand a year. Yeah. No one in the country is allowed to earn more than that. Done. And then you will have um what what's the word? Um uh not scaled. Is it scaled? You'll have different categories of jobs. Okay. Say doctors, teachers, all those are, are higher up than... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you have, yeah, sort of a ladder system. With yeah, ladder system. Jobs. That's what I was looking for. And, I mean, <clears throat> if, if no one... If you don't have 100 people that earn 50 million a year... The entire country's going to adapt. The prices are going to adapt. The, the costs are going to adapt. Rent is going to adapt because you're essentially limiting the money that's there in the economy. And then you can use the the freaking millions that people would have to put it to good. Build, repair streets, build schools, build libraries, introduce a... Um, uh, I'm not quite sure what it's called in English. A universal income, as in everyone gets a base income. Okay. Everyone just gets, say, eight hundred quid a month. Whether you are the PM or whether you are unemployed, you don't do anything else. You get the eight hundred a month. <laughs> ah, that's awesome. And then, okay. I mean, you could live off of that in that economy. Yeah, yeah. You could easily live off of eight hundred pounds. If you just want to be the slob who just kind of hangs around at home. But then we, we would have a cultural shift because income wouldn't be what defines you. It, yes. What defines you would be what do you do beyond the shit that you just get given? What 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 makes you you? Are you going to go out and... Help someone. Help someone. And you would increase culture... Well, artists, free thinkers, all those kind of radical thinkers, they would have an income. They they wouldn't have to worry about having a full-time job and writing the novel on the side. Yeah, they, so yeah, artists could just be artists, albeit yeah, on a yeah. meagre income. Yeah. I, they, like I mean, they idea. would still could still go out and work eight hours a week. But those eight hours would then just... 
be, be additional, additional income. They they could easily live and then just get something nice for like one or two days a week, do a shift somewhere or, or work for a charity or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah. and give back to the society with, with novels and, and poems and movies. I like that idea. So is that implemented anywhere? No. Okay. Is no. it something you've created? It's a mixture of ideas that are out there. I mean, the universal income is um, the Pirate Party. I'm not okay. sure if they came up with it, but it's one of their um, main um, ideals, basically. I but mean, it's all that... ideas that are out there. It's socialism, anarchy. It's all kind of... It, and it shifts humankind into a different era. We go from an era that's driven by money to one that's driven by contribution yeah. and arts and society. It's... it's... It's driving us, for for lack of a better description, it's driving us towards a Star Trek economy. Yay! That's where, what we want. I mean, money isn't an issue. Everyone has enough money to live. People become what they become because they have a passion for it. And every I, I, everyone has a passion. I don't believe that there are people out there who don't have a passion for anything. And that it, was what was interesting a, about the Star Trek universe is that... Not everyone, and and this is our our current uh, society is based on the idea that everyone wants to be the person that gets paid the most. Whereas in the Star Trek society, not everyone wants to be the captain. Yeah. And and there were people uh, like um, O'Brien, who was in the original series, a teleport uh, engineer, and then in Deep Space Nine became the... In the um, next generation, the teleport... um... Yes, it, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. in Deep Space Nine, he became the head of engineering. But he didn't really want to be the head of engineering. That was kind of a... No, they had. A, they didn't have an entire episode that revolved around the fact how much he hated being the head of engineering. Yeah. Because he really he never just got wanted to, get... to tinker. Yeah, he never got to do anything. He was just organising schedules. And it was the idea that... And I fundamentally believe this. People are happy. There are some people who are perfectly happy being dinner ladies and secretaries and, and phone operators and... Not everyone wants to be a CEO of a multi-billion pound company. Yeah, but they are not worth anything in our current society because... That job doesn't they, pay a they, lot. They, they, yeah, that job doesn't pay a lot, so they can't afford... Whereas if you have an economy... Well, even pe- people who wouldn't work and just had the £800 a month or however much the um, society can afford to give away, they still wouldn't have the Rolls-Royce, whereas... A, a GP or a, a um, but they wouldn't the prime starve. Would, but they, yeah, they wouldn't starve, and it wouldn't be as much of a status symbol. Your first question wouldn't. Well, you don't in this country don't usually ask people how much do you earn, but you kind of you. Infer it's something it you always try to figure out how much are they making. Whereas yeah, in yeah. that society, your first question would be. What is your passion? What do you do? And and the answer could be, I'm a waitress. I'm a waiter. I'm a steward. Yeah, yeah. I'm kindergarten teacher. What whatever you. And there wouldn't be any uh, stigma associated. No. Because it's it's, it's quite interesting because people tend to think I I, I rent a, a very large house. I think it's a very large house. It's a three bedroom house. There's only two of us in it. We share a bedroom, <clears throat> but. The house is in the middle of nowhere, really. I mean, we're in a small village, but it, it gives people who come and visit this deceptive idea of how much money we've got. Um, 
but we we choose to spend our money in different places our rental is actually relatively cheap and when i lived in a city i lived in a much smaller flat than this i, I lived in a flat rather than a house and it's yeah it's very interesting that at the moment everything is is seen as a status of how much you earn yeah yeah interesting interesting idea we've had a very very <laughs> political episode today as sponsored by sonnet 148 <laughs> vote thierry 2015 not that i'm allowed to run in this country nah, that's because we don't like you dirty foreigners yeah it's fine i got three more years before i can become british really and then you're allowed yeah you have to be uh, a normal resident an ordinary resident for five years we we'll have to I have to change that and... law then change it to 10 years before you get there that probably will. The Tories will probably leave the EU before then. And then just ban all foreigners. There'll be an ethnic purge. <laughs> You're the, you, you are the right skin colour. Yeah, honest, blonde, blonde blue-eyed, Caucasian. If they're going by skin colour, I'm more likely to be kicked out of this country than you are. Mm. I look Greek sometimes. Not so much at the moment because I haven't been out in the sun, but... Ah, um, uh, we haven't talked much about this on it, but it's good. Read it. Tell us what you think. Tell us what you think about Tierra's plan to dominate the UK in <laughs> Europe. Well, uh, I think you'll find that my plan to dominate the UK in that case would very much be give up control. <laughs> oh, it's good. Um, I think you should read the sonnet. That's what I think you should do. I will. <clears throat> sonnet 148. Oh me, what eyes hath love put in my head, which have no correspondence with true sight? Or, if they have, where is my judgment fled, that senses falsely what they see aright? If that be fair, whereon my false eyes dote, what means the world to say it is not so? If it be not, then love doth well denote, love's eyes... Nearly! Nearly. Love's eye is not so true as all men's. No, how can it be? Oh, how can love's eye be true that is so vaxed with watching and with tears? No marvel, then, though I mistake my view, the sun itself sees not till heaven clears. O oh, cunning love, with tears thou keep'st me blind, lest eyes while seeing thy foul faults should find. Excellent. That was Sonnet 148 of Shakespeare's Sonnets. I have been Mark Chatterley, and you can follow me on Twitter at inearent. I actually really like the line, the sun itself sees not till heaven clears. Okay. That's a very... I just kind of noticed that reading through now. It's an interesting kind of... It's like, oh, I can't see the sun. The, the sky is cloudy. It's to, the other to way turn around. that round and go, yeah, yeah. the sun also can't. Yeah. Nice line. Good. Well, well done, Bill. Well done. We, we, we'll give you a, a first. Or 2-1. Two, 2-1. One. Two, one. We don't want to let it go to his head. Yeah, no. <laughs> But, but yeah, my name has been Terry Healers, and you can follow me on Twitter at Sound of Seagulls. And uh, we shall be back next time for Sonnet 149. Bye bye. Bye. You've been listening to Shakespeare's Sonnets with Mark Chatterley and Thierry Hellis. This has been an in-ear entertainment podcast. To listen to other podcasts or find out more about in-ear entertainment, go to www.inearentertainment.com.